With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Howdy, folks. Happy Friday, except for those people who are rooting for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, thank God it's Friday. Uh, no, it's part of my pre-show. Uh, what I'll, t- I'll talk about it, Russ. Okay. Um, go ahead. You you do start, and I'll, I'll – When you want – you'll talk about your hatred of every team. Got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not this time. Let, let's talk about it, though. You know, like we know that yesterday that was a garbage call in baseball. Like oh the guy didn't swing through. Like we get it. But I thought about it after, and I was like, you know what? Baseball has never gotten it right. Never in big games. It's always – and I think we all like arguing about it. I go back to, like, there was a play at the plate with Yogi Berra in one of the World Series, I think against the Brooklyn Dodgers. That's a long time ago. Like, I remember hearing my parents, my dad talking about that one. Then me in 75, Ed Armbrister, I happened to be rooting for the Red Sox that year because I hated the Reds. And, then, you know, Carlton Fisk gets tied up with Ed Armbrister. No catcher interference. Okay. I, I, have to, I, have to say, I have to say the Jeffrey Mayer call in 96, I was very happy for it, but it was wrong. Right. So I just thought about it, and through the years – there's been a lot of these calls, and we do all bitch about it. So I don't think we should be surprised at all. Uh, Ross, no. I, I was I was an usher at a movie theater when Don Dankinger made the call in the ninth inning against the against the Cardinals. I was my Car- Cardinals are my National League team that I rooted for, and I literally almost punched a hole in the wall at, at, at where I was working. I almost got fired because I got so pissed off. I mean, that's that, but but this. Is I mean, what, I would have fired you too, but you know. yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank God you, you were know, my manager, Anthony. My uh, my take on officiating that I've had since I was a kid in high school football, we had a uh, almost a Vince Lombardi style uh, coach and a guy named Manny Lentini, who you know was that kind of uh, uh, you know three three yards in a cloud of dust, and he had all these sayings, and one of them is never put yourself in a position where one official's call is going to, uh, you know, cost you a game. And, you know, if you, if you play well, um, you know, then you don't have to worry about that. And, you know, I've always thought about that. And, you know, that's carried me even through my career as a writer. Now saying that I've probably written a thousand stories about people complaining about officiating, but it's just an impossible task, uh, it is. you know, to get it right. And, it, it, you know, and I, I had this thing that I carried around for years uh, where, um, you know, it was just a general uh, statement from the league office about the state of officiating and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I always ask people to guess when that was put out. And it was like the 1930s. You know, yeah. we've been complaining about it forever in a day. Uh, and as long as there's going to be a human involved in it, it's, you know, it's going to be wrong. And you've got to, you know, just sort of live with it. I mean, you can complain about it, but, you know. I've yet to see a during the course of a game, uh, you know, somebody to change their call, you know, over well, replay. That's, that's, that's fair. And I learned that in Little League, Kev. In Little yeah, League, we, we sort of learned that your manager can protest something. So we would go up there. And I remember one time my manager did protest something. And, you know, the next day it was like denied. And I realized then you can protest all you want. Nobody's ever changing the call from that. No. Yeah. I mean, there's no greater example of that than, uh, you know, the perfect game that was botched by the umpire here in Detroit where, you know, everybody recognized. uh, Now I even forgot the pitcher's name. Help me out. Galarraga. Galarraga, yes. Um, But anyway, everybody acknowledged, including the umpire, that he blew the call. But did baseball go back and arbitrarily? uh, No, of course they did. You know, that's just the way it is, and everybody kind of recognizes that, and everybody kind of goes on you know, with their lives. But, you know, it's frustrating for the people involved and for the fan bases. But I I still find it amazing how even though we all know that these things happen, that some people can't just move past them. They just get so angry over them, you know. Anthony, I I am very happy that I don't gamble 
I don't bet with I don't bet FanDuel or DraftKings or with a bookie. Nor do I. Nor, Nor do yeah, I. And, and I'm I'm glad that I don't do that because last night and what happened in Philadelphia with Tampa Bay would have been enough to have me jump off the nearest high building because the the spread in that game was six and a half points with Tampa Bay giving six and a half to the Eagles. And they were leading 28-14 in the fourth quarter, and Tampa Bay goes for it on fourth and two at midfield. They get stopped, and the the, uh, the Eagles go down the field, score a touchdown, and Sirianni, for some unbelievable reason, decides to go for a two-point conversion instead of the extra point. And that screwed every person that picked Tampa Bay in the world. We are. I would say here in Philadelphia, we are still trying to figure out <laughs> Nick Sirianni. Yeah, I, I think we, that's accurate. We, we are. I mean, if his stock and trade is unpredictability, it is, but not in a good way. Not in <laughs> reactionary. Just it, it. It's been a. It's been just a frustrating. Not just for the right. I know this from the writers too. It's just. It's been very difficult to sort of get a bead on who exactly the Philadelphia Eagles are and what they're going to do at any given moment. The one thing I, I can guarantee you is they're not running the football. Right. It's the only yeah, thing right. I, can predict, Although, I can predict to you is the that they thing, will not run the football. There's one thing about that. I think yesterday you have to give them a pass because Tampa was the number one run team. And pregame, everybody said nobody's running against Tampa. So you knew he wasn't going to run against Tampa because nobody's running. Otherwise, you're right. He doesn't run enough anyhow. But if anybody remembers the guy, Norm Crosby, who used to be a, on the middle of light commercial as a comedian. Yeah. To me, Nick Sirianni, after the game, his press conferences, he's like Norm Crosby. It's a lot of word salad, and nobody can really make out what he what he wants to do. And, and to, to make to make it worse, after they score the, the two-point conversion and they're down by six, Tampa Bay gets the ball with, I think, like four minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. They march down the field. They get a first down inside the 10-yard line at the two-minute warning. And I don't blame them for doing this because this was the low-risk move. Brady takes the knee three times and, yeah. and kills the game. You know, if he scores a touchdown, if they kick a field goal, they still win, but there's the risk of turning the ball over. There's the risk of hurting his thumb more, right? And you don't want to do that either. So I get it. Like yeah. I get, But the Sirianni thing I didn't get at the time, except here's the only explanation I could have. Lately in NFL football, since they, you know, changed the extra point and made it far, farther away, there's been a lot of misses, and maybe he just wanted to do that because he was worried that, hey, if we get a miss, that'll happen. It's still a dumb premise, but there were teams that over the last last weekend, I think there were five misses in the NFL for extra points where it used to be completely automatic. So right. maybe it was that. Right. Okay. We're ready to go back. Ready to go? All right. I'm ready to go. Do you know what date it is? He says <laughs> no. I'm not ready to go. He has to look. He doesn't know. <laughs> I know what day it is, Kevin. It's Friday, October 15th. It is. Right on the money. And you know what tomorrow is? Nah. Now we'll deal with that. 75th anniversary of Gordy Howell's debut. Oh, wow. That's very cool. There it is. uh, Here we go. Anthony. Witness relocation program, Anthony is driving. Here we go. Ready? All right. Here we go. Hello. Sorry. Ding, ding, ding. Sorry. Let me stop that from dinging. Apologize. All right. We're good. Now, do not disturb. Damn it. All right. Hello, Hockey World. It's Friday, October 15th, 2021. I'm Michael Agello, and no, Ak, the Sabres are not winning the President's Trophy. <laughs> I'm Anthony Mingione. Congratulations to the Seattle Kraken for their first uh, franchise win last night. Very nice. Russ Cohen from Sportsology. Kevin Allen from Hockey Buzz, and I want to start the show by talking about last night's Tampa Bay-Detroit game. Oh, oh yeah, at this game, and I really want to talk about it. I'm Eklund, you're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes to you every Monday through Friday. Now, with more Kevin Allen. Kevin, can I, can I ask this question? When, yeah. When did Dylan Larkin become Joe Lewis? Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, Kevin, um, you went to one of the most interesting games of the year. Uh, right it, was, it was just so highly entertaining, and, um, you know – Sometimes you see the bullet coming. Um, yeah. you know, and, uh, 
uh, we did we did see it coming in that one. But I want to point out that it was actually predicted. Anybody who reads my uh, hockey buzz column, um, you know, I did a little piece about the Tampa Bay Lightning and getting Jeff uh, Blashell, the Red Wings coach's perspective on it, because he's very good friends uh, with John Cooper and they're sort of contemporaries. They, uh, you know, we're in the American League together and they've known each other for a long time. Um, and he has good insight on that team. And one of the things he said, now I don't need to say it to me when I ask him the questions about it, but the following day he repeated it uh, to the, uh, and the morning thing was, you know, when you get them down, that's when they become the most dangerous. <laughs> that's when he said, they just come at you like pride kicks in. And he said, you know, you don't know really, you know, what you're in for until you suddenly get them down by a couple of goals, like in a tight game. Nice. And we saw that in the playoffs, if you were oh, yeah. you know, and my gosh, not only did that happen once, but it happened twice. They're down four to one. Tyler Bertuzzi yeah. uh, played uh, really out of his mind. Really out of his mind. Yeah, Jeff Blashell said today, by the way, this is an interesting tidbit. Uh, the coaching staff of the Red Wings rate every player's performance on a one to five basis on every game. Rarely do they give out fives. And Tyler Bertuzzi got fives in all aspects of the game wow. for the last game. Defensive, everything about it, his passion, everything he had going. And, you know, if you think about it, you know, as one of four non-vaccinated players, wow. he's faced some uh, you know, controversy, uh, some backlash, and everything else. But anyway, that game, uh, so it's 4-1, to one and the Tampa Bay starts to storm back. And then next thing you know, Detroit's back up 6-3. to three. And when it was 6-3, to three, um, I was talking with a couple of writers, and I said, they're going to tie it up. I mean, you can just feel it. Like they, like everybody in the building, I think, knew the lightning, <laughs> lightning were coming. And, and, you know, like you could just – it reminded me of, you know, back when Tiger Woods was so good early in his career, and I used to say to my wife when we'd watch golf, the Tiger's coming. You yeah, could yeah, feel yeah. it. You could yeah. just feel, see the players. They're all looking at the scoreboard. They knew what was happening by the roar of the crowd. And that's what it was with the Lightning. When they just started, like everybody said, uh-oh. And and they just really, really, really stormed back and played incredibly well. Uh, and I don't know. It was funny, though. I said after the game, uh, and uh, Blackwell didn't disagree with this perspective. You know, uh, uh, Nadalkovich gave up uh, seven goals. Now, can you ever say a guy that gives up seven goals played all right? <laughs> because you you can last night. He made some big saves. Like it could have been twelve. You know, <laughs> you know he, he made he made some big saves and uh, you know, like he, wasn't, he wasn't horrible. Now, um, he wasn't horrible. Now, Kevin, as you reported, uh, Dylan Larkin, um, he he got got cross, he got checked from behind by Matthew Joseph, and as he turned around and Joseph skated by, he hit him with, a, I think, a left right in the right in the chops. Impressive. Uh, now, now Larkin, I guess, is having some sort of medical value. He's going to face the Department of Player Safety yeah. and also uh, uh, having some medical issues. Yeah, and that's the, you know, that's the, the, uh, the hearing with the Department of uh, Player Safety is the least of his problems uh, because now he, he came out, he tried to skate. It didn't go well. Right. So now he's going to see a specialist. And, of course, he spent the entire summer rehabbing his neck. And where did he get hit last night from behind? In his neck. Right in the neck. neck, right in that area. So I oh, think, yeah. um, you know, you know, it could be nothing. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, the fact that he's going back to see, the, you know, they didn't say what specialist he's going to see, but they did say it was a specialist. Um, so, you know, here we go. We'll see um, what will happen there. But, boy. I, you know, I was struck, and it's not only the Rebels game, but Eck, don't you think that uh, that the games have been highly entertaining? Uh, oh my and, gosh! It's, yeah. it's, and, and you know, you know what it is. I mean, it, it's really obvious what it is. It's it's the players playing with fans, like the energy of a building, like that. When yeah. they yes. you know, when they get it, th these are early games, which you know normally it's like, oh, you know, the first couple games are always pretty fun because everybody hasn't played in a while, and everybody's fired up about it, and then you know you get like three weeks in, and it really starts to hit the the dog days. Um, but well, why don't fans inspire you to play better defense? <laughs> they, they get get them all fired up, but it, it's a bunch because of goals. Fans and, don't cheer and cheer defense, you know. They yeah, don't they don't cheer defense. If they want better defense, they should stay quiet. I guess so. That's what you have to do. So they're like they're crazy. There's no question that the fans are just 
you can see their eyes when they skate out and they hear that that roar again that they haven't heard for a while that they're all just like whoa you know it is it's overwhelming i mean it's a it's a fun thing like i've been lucky enough to be you know in a band and stuff like that and hear like the crowd like the people going crazy for you and stuff like it's really it's 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 addictive you know you can't get around it and it, it's really just kind of like throws it throws you into it you know it was uh it's fun to there's so many entertaining games like last night the funniest thing mike okay we yeah. did when we, after you logged it was just mike and i to end the show yesterday and uh we went through the games for tonight for last night we went through them one at a time remember we just said like, quickly and i said who was going to win each one yeah, you know, I got everyone right last night. No, you no 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 no. You picked the predators and I oh. picked the kraken. Okay, that's uh, what I got. Because I, I, I went because I was going through it and I'm like, I was trying nice to try, Eric. <laughs> and I said, I even said to the point where I said, like, I said the um, I said the I said the Red Wings are going to make this one really tough. I said this is overtime. This is going to be an overtime. Game. I was like, I said the Red Wings are going to make this up. I said, and I said, the first game was Buffalo Montreal. I'm like, well, Buffalo's winning that game, no questions asked. And Mike's like, well, you know, you guys are always going all for me on Buffalo. First place right now, guys. First place. First place. Uh, first place. Well, okay. Let me just let me just. Sixth place was crazy. First place right now. Montreal. Montreal. I mean, Montreal is in trouble in the sense that when you have to play Samuel Montablow, who is a, you know, a borderline NHL goaltender, and they picked him up off the waivers from Florida, uh, and you know, obviously Price is going to be out at least thirty days. They better hope it's thirty days and not longer, because. Yeah. Uh, they're not. They didn't play very well. They played well in the first ten minutes against Toronto. They didn't play well at all against Buffalo. Buffalo got the lead early. Ottawa, yeah, and, and against Montreal and Craig Anderson yeah. played pretty decently. It's not sustainable when it comes to the Sabers. But for one night, it was it was it was nice for them not to not to face like the negativity that everybody is expecting. I mean, they're going to be thirty first, thirty second place. But for I, I like I saw. Um, I, I like I liked what I saw with Buffalo in that first game. I mean, they're, you know, honestly, I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to be you're going to not going to be the best team in the league by any chance. But they've got some players. They've got some players that you just don't think they have. You know, like, I'm not saying I'm not saying they don't have any players, Zach. I'm just saying that they don't have a preponderance of players. They, you know, they, they, they preponderance. Yeah, it's of one. Yeah, what a hackneyed way of saying that, Mike. Yeah, I, I, I do want to say I'm, this. I, I I watched a lot of the. Um, the Ranger Dallas game, and I do think Dallas is better than we think. Again, yeah, no, I, I also think I also think Gerard Gallant is finding that there's a um, it's a little different coaching in, in New York than anywhere else, and and yeah. I do feel like he's he, he's giving answers that aren't exactly making Ranger fans happy, and you know he's giving the best answer he can because he's given them before. But the problem is now when you give answers in New York. They're going to be they're going to be scrutinized, and they're going to be talked about for the rest of the day on yeah. talk radio. And yeah. so that's what I talked about the pressure of him. Yeah, with just there's pressure in New York just before you walk into the building. Well, the day you know, as the Rangers played a lot better in that game than they did the first game. They did play better, but they, and still they were actually had outshot problems. them. And one thing that struck, that struck you hard about Dallas is they've got two great goalies. Without Bishop even being there, like Bishop, if Bishop's out, well, Kudobin didn't do great in that game. He, he, he made some pretty good saves in that game. Uh, was, he, he wasn't great. He I, a game I, saver. At I one point. think I think saying great is a little overstating. Yeah. You know, Kudobin and Ottinger, but yeah. no, Don't you think uh, the 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 Rangers have been a real disappointment? Like I yeah, thought in, in, in I, both of their games. I mean, I don't want to overreact. It's two games, but. I mean, we were expecting a lot out of them, and yeah. I, I've watched them, and they, they have not been inspiring. No, the power plays the a disaster. Play, they, so. They've managed to neutralize Mika Zibanejad, who was one of the best shots in the league on the power play. They've managed to do that. And that's hard and to you, do. Well, and, and, and we you, heard that. Go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead. Sorry about And, again, you, you, you've lost some some skill, too. I mean, I, again, I have my issues with the Busnevich for Sammy Blaze trade. Oh, that's another too. potential offense generator that's not there anymore. And I get the reason for why the Rangers wanted to correct certain things for this division, but it feels like an overcorrected team. And while certainly I, we see the pundits say, oh, they're going to be tougher to play against, and maybe this is something that develops as the season goes on. Yeah. But I feel like there is a, there's just an imbalance to the Rangers, at least early on. 
Yeah, yeah and, and, and by the way, Ak, uh, uh, Ilya Sorokin did not get off on the right foot for no, his as you had a good game last night. I'm gonna throw that out there. That's the first, the Islanders only gave up six goals twice all last year. You know, that that's that just the Islanders weren't that was not a good game for the Islanders. No, listen, Carolina is what we thought they were, and if Except they get, for Anderson, I'm gonna say this right now. Here we go, he looks horrible. Oh, no, you know what? He was no, not he horrible he just, that game. No, he, as a goalie, yeah. he is moving really. No, you're, really listen, I, I don't like Freddie Anderson in the playoffs, but he was not horrible that game. I disagree. But what I will tell you is uh, yeah, that the Carolina Hurricanes are still hard to play against, oh, yeah. and I think the Islanders uh, maybe read too many of their own press clippings in that game and need to, like, bear down because that's a game where that's I, you know, I think there's a reason you can't just automatically put the Islanders as the division leader because of a game like that. Because it's like, wait a minute, you know, Carolina will have something to say about it. And one other thing, I, I didn't get your guys' response in, in chat, so I'm going to read you the starting line for the um, for the Arizona Coyotes. I, it'll take me a minute to get it. So I well, I, I was just going to just say, well, yeah, I want to go back to the Rangers anyway, just because I'm not okay. done dumping on them. <laughs> so like uh yeah i'm doing my best uh, mike cajello impersonation uh imitation but, yeah. most sincere form of flattery there kev yeah exactly uh, uh you know capo caco or is it caco capo no, it's capo, capo. you got it you got it <laughs> anyway, first try i heard I heard, the, <laughs> <laughs> I heard the entire uh training camp how much better he looked this year and was playing with much more confidence and then yeah. you know i watched that and it, it like hardly i hardly saw him you know what i mean yeah. like he just you know, yeah. wasn't visible and oh, was it just me or was their performance in that game against the Capitals? i mean i know it was the yeah. you know the ovi show but um i you know they just weren't a factor in that game yeah i mean listen i mean just jerking Last night, you know, we had a couple couple rough ones too. It, it was just it was just one of those games. I mean, you know, I mean, we also had Tenorti playing again. There was no yeah, reason that, to play Tenorti in that play. game. I mean, I'll tell you, I wanted to, one player I wanted to mention from Buffalo that we were talking about that for a second, just real quick. I know we're jumping back and forth here, but um, I am really impressed with, and I think a really underrated player on this team is Anders Bjork, who I think is going yeah, like to be, eventually going to be a factor in the league. Like he's going to eventually, he's going to work. He's going to take him a little bit of time, but. He's going to be a serious player. Well, he's going to be more, he's going to get more of an opportunity in Buffalo than he ever got in Boston. I think he has an opportunity to maybe be a top six guy. At least he'll get the ice time early on. Yeah. He takes advantage of that is, is the question. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's got talent and they're good. They're, you know, and I, the, as I've said before, Don Granado will get the most out of some of those young players. Like, but the problem is you've got too many Vinny Hinestrosas and John Hayden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on that roster for them to have any kind of success. Um, I have to say, uh, another one, you know, your brother from another mother, Carter Hutton, has a 692 save percentage right now after giving up an eight an Ocho. This would not be the buzzcast without a Carter Hutton reference, at least yeah. for sure. Giving up an offensive juggernaut, the Columbus Blue Jackets. That that, that, yeah. that Arizona team is is is, is terrible. Okay. Yeah, that they're, they're awful. One thing, just going back to Bork a little bit. You know, it's not like he's not gotten any chance in Boston. Right. Like he's twenty five right. years old. Uh, right. You know. Sure. So players look like he's developing later. Like you watch him sometimes, and there's certain things. I mean, he, he just as the more. He, I mean, I know he's, he's like you say, he's had his, his eyes opportunities. It's not brand new. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like you know, and I know this is a bad name in Buffalo, but like Billy Leno, you know, who was like, no, no, don't, you know, please, who had, don't. No, who had his moments, who had like, Bork has these like moments that are very special. It's not you know, like that. Billy Leno doesn't have speed of Anders Bork. We could start don't there. Smear Anders Bjork with with the Billy Leno cancer because yeah. right, I so mean. Here, here, Here's the top line for, for the Arizona Coyotes. They tweeted this out. Go ahead, continue. Dominic Roussel, <laughs> Jay Beagle, Dimitri Jaskin. That is their top line. I know. I know. Wow. It's a really rough it's a really rough to watch. It's just it's just hard. It felt really good. So Russ I'm saying, saying that's I'm, bad, Anthony. Yeah. Russ is saying I'm I took a chance on making Arizona beat out the Predators. <laughs> you know, um, I did not do that. That was oh, my yeah. surprise and my picks there. I was yeah, like, I'm yeah. going to pick one Oh, that's true. You did that. yes. Ross, I, I've got I'll a question for you. Good, yes. good, Kevin. Yeah, the, that uh, Jeff Palashal brought up uh, yesterday. 
about uh, development of players. You know, when he started in pro hockey, he said we were still sort of in the era where the prime of a player's career was considered to be, you know, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, um, and started moving there. He goes, now, with it, it, we look at 23, 24 as entering he's the right. No, he's right. He's right. He's 100% dead on. Yeah. And I think that's because of the way training is, the way video has become, the way yeah. – I mean, again – 15, even when I first started the draft, right, just covering the draft, guys weren't working out the same way they're working out now. They may have worked out to some degree. They may have worked out hard. They didn't watch their diets the way they did. They didn't watch their sleep cycles the way they do. Like, that's yeah. all – they don't stop doing that all year round now, and that never used to be. And, well, so and even, and even goalies, too. Like, yes, well, no, I, goalies are athletes now. They're, well, yeah, they're but, I mean, but I think the age difference as well, mm -hmm. like – you know, we got Vancouver versus uh, Philadelphia, and we got a 23-year-old and a 25-year-old in goal. Yeah, that's still an outlier, and, though. That's still an outlier. Well, but Spencer Knight is supposed to be the guy. Yeah. Uh, now you're talking about three out of, out of – there's 20. No, but, but, you know, but is going to be Detroit's guy. He's 25. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 25, that's about Yeah, but age. 25 used to be when you started, you know. No, no, but that's – You were Marty Redor. So. I, I can tell you that – doing hockey prospect radio for all the years we did 25 was sort of the age 24 25 was the age that we sort of used to say that's when you'll see that guy really start to you know come into his own a bit and really yeah. be able to break into the league and whatever and if you think about it some of these other guys do get a for shot early right, Ross? for goaltenders some get right. a, some get a shot early but many of them go up and down for a couple of years still now russ well. i Two, two observations from the uh, Ottawa-Toronto uh, game last night. Uh, I'm convinced that Henrik Lundqvist was not on the panel on MSG. He was wearing number 31 in the Ottawa Senators goal because there's no friggin' way that was Anton Forsberg. Anton Forsberg, put, he had a shutout going. For, oh, no, he, he faced 48 shots and only let in two goals. Yeah. That's one thing. And Kevin – I'm happy for Anton for all for, for 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 the guff that he's gotten from several member, members of this panel, and maybe me on occasion. Um, I was happy to see that performance out of him. For sure. Okay. Uh, the other <laughs> the other thing was, uh, Kev, uh, was Peter Morazic this much of an injury plagued guy when he was in Detroit? Because last no. night in his first, in his first game, yeah. um, he makes a nice. Uh, left pad save at the buzzer at the end of the second period and basically could not get up, limped to the bench and could not come back. And he's now out with a groin injury. And he was out last year with a broken thumb for a long time. But, you know, yeah. this is the worst case scenario for the Leafs because they were depending on him to split time with Campbell. And now Campbell's probably going to have to carry the load for, you know, who knows how long. Yeah, Mrazek uh, had bad luck with that thumb injury last year, um, for sure. But he he wasn't injury prone. His problem in Detroit was uh, he was just such a cocky uh, guy that he, he alienated absolutely everybody. <laughs> and he was not coachable, um, and his team you know he didn't his teammates didn't like. And he really I'll give him a lot of credit. Um, I remember Don Waddell telling me the story when he called Carolina, he was very contrite. And basically, he, he didn't even use his agent. He called. He goes, hey, I'm not even talking to my agent about this now. I'm going to negotiate with you because I just want a chance to show people I can play and I can be a good teammate. And he, that's what he basically said. I'll come there and I'll be a model citizen. And pretty much was. Um, yeah. did everything he could. I, I know Rod Rendemore liked him. And they had a lot of trust in him. As much as we, uh, as a panel, sort of made fun of him at times, thinking he wasn't good enough. You know, you know I saw two warning signs on him, Kev, last night. And you probably saw this in Detroit. The, the goal that went in off a skate, he immediately after it goes in, he points at the skate. He starts flipping out a little bit. Yeah. And you could tell that that's probably in his head. And then later, like Mike said, time was running out, I think, when they the, the, Leafs, the um, other guys scored the third goal. Formanton, yeah. Yeah, Formanton, right. That was an Alex Formanton goal. And Morazic was so far out of the crease. He wasn't quite back in the crease yet, didn't know where he was, didn't have his glove at the right angle, moved his glove at the last second, and that's where Formanton got him. Now, Mike pointed out, hey, he probably thought the Leafs would ice it and, you know, this period would be over. But as a goalie, you can't guess on that. You have to be ready for anything. 
Well, I, I just have to say this because we talked about this when the Chandler-Stevenson goal uh, counted in the Vegas game against Seattle. And last night the goal uh, was Chris Tierney. He turned his skate – he moved it forward. Gee, it, it looked it looked like uh, it looked like David Akers, Anthony, in terms of uh, whether it was a kicking motion or not. But l- I'll just say this: okay, if you're going to allow that now, allow that at the end of the season, and allow that in the playoffs. Have some consistency. If all of a sudden that goal in January is a no goal, then stick it. NHL because this have some consistency. If you're going to decide you're going to call things a certain way, then keep it the same way. I mean, those two, those two were consistent calls. Yeah, they were, and that's fine. But yeah. I, but I, like I said to you, Russ, if Nick Ritchie is in the crease in January and he turns his big size twelve foot and it goes off of that and in the net and they say no goal, then that's horse crap because then it's inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, I thought that it's funny. I saw. Little different. I thought the Stevenson thing was a definite kick, and I was, and I'm real, and I was the only one I think who felt that way. But I really, I yeah, I didn't feel that way. I mean, if there were there were there were so many angles you could look at. It was one of those really weird things because there were certain angles you looked at and it looked like a kick completely, and there were other angles where it didn't. So I, I thought it was. I honestly, when I saw the replay, I thought it was a yeah. kick and was genuinely yeah. surprised when they called it for the goal. I that 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 judgment call is so hard. Like you know, and I I complain about this all the time, and you know, in the NFL, how you know, even with instant replay, and they have experts sitting on the panels of those shows, you know, referees and stuff, and they don't get it right. right. Uh, in terms of, like, they don't agree with whatever the ref. And the same thing on kicking motion. You could have this entire panel, six of us, and we could all watch goals. And if we did a secret, I, I bet we'd all be all over the board on those. Because like what is the term so, even? Like, why are we so vague? Why do we say it's, kicking it's motion? Too, it's, it's just it's too hard. What could you? What could you? How could you do it? That that's different. Other Did than he try to kick the puck in. Did he try to kick it in? That to me is what well, we're I mean, But it's still it's still impossible to know what he's trying to do. I mean, yeah, it's I the know. same thing in the passing in football. Like when it, it was his arm going forward. Right. Like it's the exact oh, I think it's exactly thing. like that. I think yeah, it's exactly and like and that. it's it's impossible to tell on that. I mean, if you're skating, Kevin. Like Chandler Stevenson is skating. No. His Still foot goes it. forward and kicks the puck. Well, That's what happened. But last, no. last, you could last, tell you just skating. Last, well, last night, Tierney was standing at the edge of the crease, and he turned his skate and he moved it forward. There but, is a way to do it. There is a way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Puck goes yeah, off the skate. You can angle it. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the, no I'm, what I'm saying is if a puck goes off your foot or your skate, it's no goal. Right. I, that's that. all you got to do. And we'll have total consistency because me, you can see that. I'm okay with the deflecting off of skates. To me, the thing has to be: was the skate moving? If the skate's mo- not, that that's where it is. Like if you if your skate is stationary and you let it deflect off your skate, that's okay to me. But if your skate is moving, that that then and then, then we, no. we would still have problems. But yeah, that, would be, problems. that would be better. I, I agree. It would yeah. be better, right? I think it's still. I think Kevin's call is correct. Or I think if it if it's. I'm all for deflection goals as much as anybody and inadvertent ping pong kind of goals that happen. But I think it's the one way you get at, I think Kevin's right. If it goes in off a skate, it might be that, that if it isn't a shot off it. Yeah. Although wouldn't you want to know how many goals we have a year off that? Because oh you know we may we may nicely. need those seventy five. Kevin, I usually agree with you, but I think this you might get some agents to happy about that, Kevin. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think this would be an, I usually agree you know, with you. Guys. I think this would be did, did, did we all watch the Washington uh, Rangers game? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The, the uh, uh, so we can talk about that. The the Kreider yep. goal. Yeah. Like that is my well, my favorite yeah. shot in in hockey. Yeah. When the stick and it just goes up high over the shoulder, yeah. and it, it, it we used to see that all the time. Yeah, there and were guys we, on every team that could do it. Yeah, right absolutely. And now we see it less. And when I see that goal, I want to stand and raise my fist in the air. I love that goal. You see, actually, you bring up a good point, Kev. This is why I told Ranger fans to ease up on Kreider because he's the only guy in the team that will do that. Yeah, the it's only a, guy. that's such a skilled play, and that's a, a, a play. You know, it's the same thing on the backhand goal. I, I grew up yeah. watching in Toronto. I, I always Toronto. write about the backhand too. If like if prospects use the backhand, I always write it in my report because yeah. I feel the same way. You can't just do a backhand willy nilly. 
There's an art to it. You well, yeah, about one of the best backhand goals of the season, which we saw last night. Ekblad's mm -hmm. goal to tie the game. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I didn't see that yeah. goal. But when I was growing up, there was a guy in Toronto, Errol Thompson. Oh, yeah. Errol Thompson had by far the best backhand that I ever saw. And I think he had a straight stick, Kev. He did, have, he did have a straight stick. And that's that's why we lost the backhand because of the banana curves of the 1970s. Right. People stopped right. using it and then, you know, they stopped teaching it. And then I, I've told the story before, but I was actually at a practice where Paul Korea, and of course it's Paul Korea, was working on a one-time backhander. <laughs> now i mean it was awesome like i oh, sat there and and uh you know i i always you know used to wow. joke that you know i don't i don't do practices because i you know i've seen so many of them in my life no. but i was just mesmerized by him just getting guys to serve bucks and it's trying to get it on no. eric lindros had a very kevin eric lindros had a very flat stick yeah i remember his backhanders were absolutely just you know really yeah. really good he was outstanding on a backhander but that's the key. Yeah. It's, it's having, I think, the cur the curvature of the stick has made it. Which yeah. you know, kind of Patrick taking that Kane, away. I think I think Patrick Kane's one of the best backhands in the league right now, and he has a pretty curved stick. Yeah, I've seen him use it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can do it. It just I'm just saying that's was the yeah. cause and effect for why they uh, stopped sort of uh, you know training that. But you know the one timer. Um, I've just had this discussion with uh, Bernie Nichols for his book. We were talking about the. The one timer, and also we had a long discussion about it on Tom Ladle on a podcast. Because I always bring up when I started covering the league, only like one in six players could could one time the puck. And Tom yeah. Ladle talked about he couldn't do it at all really? when he showed up in the league. Yeah. And it took him it took him you know like three or four years till he got comfortable with it. And finally, like he remembers actually, he can tell you that I can't remember who the guy was who fed him the first pass he ever got. He scored a goal on it you know <laughs> the first time you're never willing to try it you know it's um, so embarrassing if you miss it the it's one thing i've noticed and i've noticed it when i when i'm writing and describing guys <clears throat> is that i think the one timer has about 95 percent replaced the slap shot once in a while you see a slap shot but most of the time now it's a one timer yeah and maybe it's because of the composite sticks i'm not sure one yeah, one thing before we, I mean, one thing oh go ahead in sorry I'm just saying there's something to be said for that. I think I think Russ is on to something new. Yeah. yeah. One thing before we uh, do the central division here, um, the big uh, co uh, contract announcement of the day, Charlie McAvoy with an eight-year contract, which we heard a little whispers of it yesterday. Yeah, we'll talk about that completely. Yeah. But eight, eight years at $9.5 And, Kevin, this is a seed change for the, for, the, for the Bruins because this is the first contract where – Oh, we're the Bruins. You've got to take this much. You can't take. You can't make any more than David Krejci. You can't make any more than Patrice Bergeron. Well, he's making nine point five now. The watermark is Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, he's a really good player. Uh, yeah. Make no mistake about it. But you know, it's amazing to me how the uh, the forwards have pushed the. Or excuse me, the defensemen have pushed the envelope yeah. on salaries. You look around and. And and not just for the top players, but those middle run guys. That's the ones that have driven Mike crazy. That they're paying a lot more to than um, they should. And well, even, even McAvoy, I, you know, like I, I, like I'd say he's an eight million dollar defense. But I know it doesn't seem they're much paying money, for right? more future success on this one. I think for they sure. feel like you know he's only three years into it. Right, this is his fourth yeah. year. I think they feel like we could see there's an arc here that he's going to get on and that's why we're getting them now. at a certain point that contract will age not to be well yeah and, and you know adam fox is probably going to end up getting that much on on his on his next deal and a couple others but th this here's the thing kev is that you've got you've got that stratosphere right now of mccarr and hughes and and darnell nurse and seth jones in the nine nine you know eight to nine million eight and a half to nine million range and then you've got Pulak at six and a quarter and Pareko at 6.25. Now they're not the same, they're not in the same league as those guys, but there's there's a big wide gulf between the strat between the stratosphere and those guys. So I, I like a guy like Morgan Riley, who I've been talking about because I, you know, because of the Leafs, I don't know where he fit. He to me, he fits somewhere in between, but it doesn't seem to be an in-between. It just seems that you're either gonna make nine or you're gonna make six. Yeah, well, let me ask you this. So, you know, 
people mm-hmm. said at the time when it happened, Drew Doughty, 11 million is crazy. He got four points last night. Like, I yeah. know the Islanders are touting their, their defensive pairing because they only cost 12 million, but they're never going to have a four point defenseman on their team. I mean, there are certain guys that you have to pay for that and can take over a game. And Dowdy absolutely can take over a game offensively and defensively. Oh, yeah, I watched that game. And you know what? Um, here's something I wanted to bring up. It's kind of interesting. I think it's a big topic, but, we, but just hear me out. It, it, and then we do have to get into Central. But I really do believe that because we had these two shortened seasons, you know, these two seasons that were like kind of um, bizarre, both, both obviously bizarre, right, in their own ways. Um, we have this phenomenon going on that we don't really know what these teams are. Like we have a concept, we, th- we sort of know where they are, but we don't really know. Like there's development has happened without us watching to a degree. Like, you know, some of these players are getting older, some are getting better, some are getting younger. I mean, I, no, no, obviously no one's getting younger. That makes no sense at all. Sorry. But some are, some are getting older. Some are, but you know, there's this, but I think that what's happening is that we're seeing some things like LA is better than we thought, you know, like they, they are, and you know, they might this one game again, but it's definitely, yeah. I think there's something to not, to not having like these normal seasons that makes this year really, really unpredictable, like wildly unpredictable. Maybe, you know, I don't know. No, I think there's, that's fair. I mean, I do think there is something to that. I do think, again, I do think I, I mentioned it yesterday and I heard it in Galan's voice. Well, it's early in the season. There's plenty yeah. of games. So I don't think the same urgency exists game to game that it did last year. And I think we're, so I think there's going to be some weird things as a result, like playing, you know, goaltenders, the way they're using goaltenders. Like, right. and, you, and the only urgency that does exist are teams like Buffalo or teams like, you know, like LA. Well, Pittsburgh, you know, teams that are down there. Are teams yeah. that, that have not done well recently, you know. Yeah. To show that they're that they're really a right, team. and that's true. I mean, again, and that's the urgency that we have right now. Yeah, Pittsburgh okay. lost a tough one in, in overtime, but right. they're grinding out points until Crosby's back. Okay, um, you got to give them credit for that. Okay, right. for, the, for the central, why don't we do yes. what we do? What Act did? Yeah, we're gonna do that again. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, do we have? Can we all agree on Arizona? <laughs> well, yeah. Anthony yeah. Anthony said no. He had Nashville. Nashville. He's got uh, Nashville. Yeah, he said Nashville eighth. Although he wished I wouldn't have read those line combinations. That one line at the top line. Right. Um, but, all right. Well, but when he gets, if he gets back on, we'll ask. Him I think I think he dropped out, but uh, but uh, if you know, he can ju- justify it's that. Totally but fine, I, yeah. I have I have Arizona eighth, and I have Nashville seventh. Me too. Me too. Same. All right. So we're good there. We got now. We only Same. have six teams to deal with. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, no, and I think, and I although you know, I was I was kind of impressed with Nashville last night. I thought they played pretty well. Um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Right. This is where it gets hard. This is where it gets hard right away. Number six for me is St. Louis. I put yeah, St. Louis me too. Me six. too. St. Louis, okay. And it's tough to put them there because I don't. It, it's, it's it's really tough for me because I I don't even believe it. Like yeah, it, yeah. You know, I mean, I put them there and I say I don't really think they're six. They just won the Stanley Cup. Like it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, and I just but I just don't know where else to put them. So yeah, I'm with you. Anybody who else has six? Where's where do you have? Sixth, I have um, Chicago Blackhawks because I don't believe in their defense. And if Seth Jones isn't going to be like Seth Jones of a couple of years ago, they are really in trouble. I would give Seth Jones the benefit of the doubt that he'll rebound. But I don't like their defense, and I don't like their team defense, and I don't like their you know bottom six that much. So I do think they have a fair amount of scores that's you know easy to be excited about, but that doesn't always win you hockey games. So okay. I I go along with St. Louis. Uh, the thing I'm skeptical about they they have not been the same team since Petrangelo left for Vegas. I don't know whether they're ever going to be yeah. as good as they were. That you know they have some good players. I like the Butchnevich a- acquisition, um, but their defense isn't as good as it was a few years ago. And uh, you know Bennington he didn't have a great year last year. Russ. He yeah. had a good year, but he didn't yeah. have a great year. And I think he has to be great for them to make the playoffs. So if he's just good, then I think they're going to finish in sixth. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of all over the map. Um, being, now, no, number five, this is where you guys are going to laugh again, but the, at me because it's what you like to do because I'm never right, apparently. <laughs> but number five is where I put the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I know a lot of people are going to, are going to, like, everybody's high on Winnipeg. Everybody, and, you know, this, and I did this before. All these were placed before Winnipeg lost their first game. This has nothing to do with that. 
different plays before that. I just and and it's not even about the goaltending, which you guys know that I'm not as big a Hellebuck fan as you guys are, but that's fine. I just think that the Jets, there's just an they just feel like their top players. You know, some of the guys like they they're just they could they could fall off to me. And everybody's expecting that not to happen. Like they finally got their defense together, but is their offense going to stay really solid? I just I just don't know. There's and I'm not a big Paul Maurice guy, I have to say. Um, but that's that's the only that's where I put the Jets. Um, now, Anthony Anthony had Chicago six, and he has the Minnesota Wild fifth, uh, <laughs> winning the winning the wild card, winning one of the two wild cards. Okay. I've got Winnipeg fifth, not you winning the wild card. You have, you um, have Winnipeg fifth. Yes. Yes, I have them. I believe they're starting to tune out Paul Maurice. I am not that bullish on their offense. Like somewhere, I think it's taken a little bit of a downturn. I I don't know if Perfetti will make the team. He may, he may, may not. I just, there's not enough flash on that offense to make me think that it's going, they're going to get enough sustained scoring all season. I like Hellebuck. They've improved their defense. Yeah, they have. I, I think there's things missing in that team. I just do. Yeah, I I have the Dallas Stars fifth. I'm not, you know, the, the, okay. yeah. There, there's health question marks. I mean, there's no doubting Heiskanen is one of the best defensemen in the league. Um, but you know, I, we'll see if Sagan plays the entire year. We'll see if Ben is successful the entire year. Pavelski is 38 years old. I mean, could he drop off? There's a lot of questions question marks there for me. With the with the stuff, so, yeah, okay. I, I, I couldn't agree more, Mike. I agree with you. There's that's what I struggle with is, uh, and I I silently root for them because I like Jim, yeah, yeah. and uh, Bones. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I like all of them, but uh, yeah, but you know, I I feel like Sagan is going to have to have a monster year uh, in order for them to uh, to put it all together. And I think Jamie Ben, you know, he hasn't done it for a long time now. Like he's not the Jamie Benamold. I think we can just keep no, waiting. He, for him. he did. He did it in the playoffs. He did it when it counted, Kev. But yeah, that, he did. But even then, he it wasn't every game. No. Um, but he did. You're right. Double he hit. Double hit. That's hard. Really like their goaltending. I'd like to try like Dallas's goaltending. That's a tough thing about. But wait, 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 when you have three goaltenders, do you have one? You know what I'm saying? So you've got Kudobin. I, I like all of them. I like all three of them. I mean, I'm a big Kudobin fan. I'm a big Holtby fan. Like both those are two goalies that I like the way they play, and I like them in keys. They're both they're both big games. Actually, Holtby played good until he came out of the game. Like he was good. Oh, he played. He made. Did you see that one save he made? He was really great. good. He made that yeah. one ridiculous save. I mean, so I, thought, I felt like Holtby was locked in. Um, that's where the fly. That's where the Flyers screwed up. Like that's the Flyers had a chance to get him, and they didn't. You know, like that to me that was. That's Martin fair. Came. I mean, the Flyers. They did the same thing with Van Diesburg and Richter that time. And they, they would grab Hope he has their backup. These things would be a lot different in Philly. Um, all right, number four is where I have Dallas. So I'm along the same lines with you guys as far as you know, you guys have Dallas in five. But I've got the, I've got so I'm I'm who you have in four arrests. I have four. I have um St. Louis Blues because okay. there's a few developments there that I think we have to um talk about. One of them is Right now, the temporary emergence of Jake Neighbors, who I did get to see in the uh, CHL top prospects game, and he does have a hell of a shot, and he's a really good skater. And so he is starting to add some offense for them, which is a nice thing for them. Jordan Cairo is definitely adding offense for them. Uh, Jake Wallman has done, done a great job, and I watched him play college hockey, and he really just needed to get a little faster, a little physically stronger. He has done that on defense so I think they filled more holes than you think, and so I do feel like they could be they they will make the I feel like they will make the playoffs, and you know they still have Tory Krug, Ryan O'Reilly. It's not, you know, they they added James Neal. Maybe they'll get a little bit out of him. I I do feel like St. Louis has retooled the right way now. It's taken a few years, but it always takes a few years for Cup teams. Very rare. I mean, Tampa is a rarity. Yeah, I know. Um, so um, who we have it for Kevin? Who do you have it for? I have Chicago Blackhawks. So do I. So do I. I, I Kev, I think they'll overcome. This is a team that's going to need to maybe trade for a defenseman or two at the deadline, but their forwards are unbelievable. So much so that they're going to, they're probably going to trade Dylan Strom, as Zach was talking yeah, about. A lot of and it, I think they're going to have to play Lankin in about 30 to 35 games 
um, to take the uh, some of the pressure off of an aging Flurry. But if Flurry plays like Flurry did last year, then he's going to be, you know, he'll be great. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with uh, Russ about their defense. It falls yeah. off quickly. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I also think that they are going to make moves. I mean, that I've already sort of heard that they've been poking around trying to find, uh, you know, a veteran defenseman because uh, they know that their issue is. But they're yeah. very strong up front, and I think there's a renewed enthusiasm. I think bringing Taves in or back is ready to go is yes. get them all excited. So I – I, I, I just like their chances uh, of getting it done there. And Patrick Kane, we all know what a, a hardworking, uh, driven guy he is. So uh, we'll see uh, how that goes. I like Kirby Doc. I mean, Kirby Doc with five shots in that first game. You know, it's just, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's really he's, good. He's fun player to watch. Like they they have so many. And and, we, and, they, and who scored that we were talking about yesterday? The guy who believed. Kubelik. Kubelik is just a really is a way better player than people want to think. Like, you know, Kubelik is 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 a really good player. I mean, he's a got, very good scorer. He's got one of the best top sixes in the league in that team, on that team. Yeah, for sure. Um, number I have them at three, so. Okay, number three, I have the, I have the Minnesota Wild. Um, yeah. Definitely a playoff team. Um, the only thing I'm concerned concerned about, and maybe it's wrong to be concerned about it, is now that Kaprizov got paid, whether the motivation will be there. He's got all the talent in the world, but sometimes when a player gets paid the big money, it takes a little time for him to sort of like, you know, get jump started. So I'll be curious to watch that. But they're they're talented throughout. They're big. You know, guys like Felino and Greenway are tough up front. Their defense is pretty good, and the goaltending tandem is solid. So I think they're they're a playoff team. Okay. Yeah, I, I I have them uh, uh, third as well, and you know, I am Winnipeg at second. So do I. Okay. Well, you, you and Mike are basically the same. Yeah, we are. But I don't know. The only thing I wish about Minnesota is I don't know who the flag carrier is on that team. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just I haven't figured it out yet because it's not Capra's uh, uh, off yet, and um, yeah. you know, now you know Ryan Suter is gone and uh, Parisi's gone and I think that's probably addition by subtraction I think they had sort of um you know those guys had been around too long and yeah. I don't think everybody was buying what they were selling so I I think yeah. it was good that they have new things but I don't think that's fully been their identity is still sort of you yeah. know we got to wait and see what happens it feels like it's Sturgeon to me like it I thought like it is Sturgeon that's Spurgeon, who it is not Sturgeon um, Sturgeon <laughs> yeah I, I don't I He's a really good interview, but he does not strike me as a flag carrier. But the teammates yeah. talk about him. That's the thing they, they, like they him. like him. But I, I think they like him. You okay. know, like, uh, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example of a guy that everybody likes, but you know, he's yeah. just not a guy that can, you know, stick his stick up in the air and say, "Come on, boys, follow me." You know. Yeah. I mean, was Wes Waltz that much more of that guy? I mean, they used to love Wes Waltz, but like, I don't know. I never saw him that much i just i think it's jared spurgeon but the number three i've got is the dallas stars what i do like about them is they played the rangers like like that last night with no blake como with no jason robertson and and hawk and Paw played with a broken finger and they still managed to win that game mm -hmm. they do have a lot more talent than i think we want to let on and their goaltending is good they've got a choice of three goaltenders now i don't know if ben bishop will ever get in the mix but if he does you know that could be a, a big deal. Now, number two, I have, I have the Wild, and like we were saying, I do think Spurge is the guy. I think their top line of Kaprizov, Eriksenek, and Zuccarello is as good as the upper upper teams in the league. Maybe it's like the fifth or sixth best line, and so they can live off of that. And then if you look at their top four and their D pair, Goligoski, Spurge, and Brodine and Dumba, that's still very very solid. Yeah, very, more solid than a lot of teams in the league. They do have good goaltending. And like Mike said, they have, you know, you have like toughness in Ryan Hartman who can score a little. You got size in Greenway, guys who can play in the crease. This Victor Rask, I think, has, you know, revitalized himself. Right in uh, his career, yeah. Yeah. And then like on the, you know, bottom pairing, you got a guy like Bukestad, you got Freddie Goudreau, who's got um, potential. And then Fiala's on, on the third line right now. And Marcus Felino's there who has sort of rebounded too. I think. They're none of them are sexy names, and yeah. so I think it's easy to count out the Minnesota Wild. But I think as a team, I think Garen's done a nice job of actually making this a team again. 
and not just a, a lot of high-priced players fitting in with other players. Anthony had uh, Dallas four, St. Louis three, Winnipeg two, and I think yeah. everybody has the same team at one. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Don't, I don't. I don't. Um, I've got Minnesota at one, Colorado at two. Okay. You're um, at one. Minnesota one, Colorado two. Okay. Yeah. So um, you know, and and the only reason, and and this is the thing about Colorado, they're crazy talented. I mean, you watch them play; they're ridiculous. I mean, they you know, even watching every time. I'm I'm I know I'm gonna hate that pick, and and I Colorado is gonna win. And why make it? No, no. Here's why: because. Fransu is hurt again. Okay. And Kemper. Well, is Kemper's okay. good. You're, 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 you're just starting to sound like me because I was no, waiting. I'm saying Kemper's, Kemper's good, but there's going to be, and, and, you know, and he really is good. And I do, I don't, I'm not, I, don't, I do think he's as good as Grubauer. I'm not going to say he's not. I don't know yet. We don't know yet. It's hard to really make that statement. Everyone's Grubauer making, had a really good game yesterday. Grubauer was yeah, Everybody's making the statement that he's better than Grubauer. It's just, you know, we, we give him time, you know, like, come on. Like, I would. But at the end of the day, I think the Wild, who played them really tough last, like they played Colorado really tough last year, has what it takes to like win out the regular season. Now I don't. I think to get into the playoffs, I don't think the Wild have a chance against Colorado. Like I think Colorado. Oh, no, I do. I think I. I think I picked Minnesota to come out of the West. Well, I, I might. So, but you know, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's a crazy pick to say that Colorado, even though they could win the Stanley Cup, is well, not going to win the division. I, I, I was, I was crazy. I was looking forward to Kevin scolding me for falling back on my usual criticism when it came to goaltenders, but I think it's 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 a reality with Kemper. If if, if Kemper gets hurt. Colorado's in deep trouble because now yeah. more more than ever with Francis hurt, you know they're really they're really gonna overload probably overload. They still have to trade for a goalie. That's the reality. Yeah, I mean, we, plus we don't even know for sure if Kemper's the answer. Like yeah, he's been great. good for a poor team. You know, he never faced yeah. the level of expectation. Yeah, they could be making know. a trade at the deadline for sure. Yeah. I honestly feel. You know, and I like Kemper, but I think that if both Fransu and Kemper are healthy, that Fransu would win out that job eventually. Oh my! No way, please. Fransu is really good. Like when he got hurt, but like no, a year ago, he was killing him. Like I mean, since he's been injured a lot, he hasn't played well. But obviously, he hasn't played. But well, when he was injured, he was killing it. Have you? Yeah. Seen that, that he had he had a he had a twenty game block at the end of at the end of the year two years ago where he played well and then when they had to use him in the playoffs he was hurt. and that was before he got hurt back. Right. Yeah, he, 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 he was. He, nah, he, he was. He was pretty. He's good not a hundred percent proven. He's not. He's not hundred percent proven either. But it's not like Kemper is just uh, to me. Kemper is so much better than him. Like I think that they actually have something in him. I mean. So, I, I, Listen to Kevin Weeks. So I really trust Kevin Weeks too as a goal as with goalies. Like Kevin Weeks is one of the, my favorite yeah. guys to listen to. He said the same thing that I'm saying right there. Like Mike, he, we have breaking news. Is yeah, I was gonna say uh, Dylan Larkin suspended one game by the NHL for right. the uh, for the uh, left yeah. cross to the mush of uh, Matthew Joseph. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Speaking of that, I better run. All right, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Now the chat room act wants yeah. wants me to mention the Sabers versus Coyotes tomorrow. I'll mention it. Because I think Shane Wright will have an interest in that game. They've been advertising it like crazy on the NHL Network, right? Well, no, because Shane Wright's going to watch it because he wants to see who looks worse and who which team is going to possibly draft there is him. No he he, he, he wants to see what team he doesn't want to go to. He might do that too. Buffalo is better than Arizona. There is no two way. There's no. That's not saying much, Jack. Not saying much, but I'm just saying that Buffalo is better. I think you're probably right. I do think you're probably right about they're, that. They just they're better coached. They're bad. They have they have more. Yep. Have players a, that want to do something. They, they have more players that want to prove themselves. I mean, like, Shane Gostasbier is on the second pairing in Arizona. Half of the Arizona Coyotes roster belongs in the hockey convalescent home. And the fact that they're going with Hutton is just insane. Like it, it and it's just it. it yeah, I mean, Hutton's going tonight. He's the guy they're going with. He went in the first game and he gave up a hundred goals. Like, why are they thinking? I mean, listen, he's going tonight. Okay, Eck. Hutton's going tonight. And this, Act, this was insane. yesterday. I mean, he gave up eight goals last night. No, then I guess here, here is their here, here is their other goaltender. Here is their other goaltender, Carol Vajmika. Oh, so he probably is going tonight then. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, you know. To, to, to be fair, I'm not. I mean, listen. Who knows what Columbus is about? They because they're playing. If they played Arizona last night, but Max Domi in that game, he was amazing. Like I, I, I don't know. I watched a little bit because I was really curious to see how bad Arizona was. So I watched about two thirds of that game. And I, Max Domi was 
that's the best I've seen him play since, you know, his best best of days in Montreal. Okay. You know, he, Here's he, the craziest fourth line in hockey act. It's yeah. it is the Coyotes. It's it's Ryan Gazingle. That's what he's fallen down to. Larson, who I guess it's the Larson that used to be with the Sabres, Mike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then um Dimitri Erickson. Louis Erickson. Uh, okay, here Russ. My okay. God. Is he actually does he actually have two functioning legs? Can he actually skate? No. He's be playing. He's skating on one leg. Uh Carol Vegmelka, not Vegmika, but Vegmelka is a 25-year-old uh, from the Czech Republic who has never played a game in North America. He played 35 games in the Czech Extra Liga. So wow. Russ, it's not even the Czech Elite League. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, this is. I mean, they're. Not, you know, I got to give them credit. They went out of their way to find somebody that they could really underpay and never play. <laughs> they did. And the, no, they, they did that really well. They and did the, that really well. And the funny thing is, Russ, he's making more money than Carter Hutton is. Yeah. Um. Andrew Ladd looked like he was on the third line. He's a third liner for them. And, and and Clayton Keller can't be happy about it because he's on the third line well with them. Andrew Ladd on defense for Oldsworth. I mean, they have like they, they. I don't even know what they're doing. Like they, there's so much confusion. Clayton, you feel so bad for Chikrin. Like I feel so. Oh, yeah. He is doing everything he can. He's like, there's one goal last night where you just see Chikrin like diving to the left, diving to the right, trying to. He's he's he's, he's putting such an effort in, and there's just it's like you know there's no help. It's, yeah, it's Ladd. Christian Fisher and the almost retired Phil Kessel third line. They have 14, 14 count them, unrestricted free agents. It's insane. I know, I know. they are. They are they're worse than the expansion they're, team. They're, they're in a worse situation than the expansion team because they they're are. they're a bigger embarrassment than the Buffalo Sabers. Oh, no, absolutely. You're seeing a lot. They're not even close. It's not even close. And that's and like you say, Buffalo is not doing themselves any favors. But it's not even close. They're um. All right, so let's talk. I liked what we did last night, Mike. Let's quickly go through the games tonight. Let's think what your thoughts are on him. We'll quickly do it with Russ, too, and then we'll, then we'll be out of here. Well, Russ is going to swear off of this because he doesn't want to contribute to the delinquency of uh, – I'll, yeah. I'll mention one game. I don't like to do this. I admit it. I don't. Okay. What don't you like to do? He doesn't like, like to predict every game for every night. All right, you don't have to. Okay, good. Pick you your game. Just pick your chair around. Pick your game of the Russ. Pick your game of the night, not the out, not the outcome, but just the game that you're the most interested in. Well, I mean, I'm going to be. Are you too good for us, Russ? Is that what you're saying? Are you too good? No, I am not saying. What are you doing? What is this about? This is about exactly what Mike said. I don't want somebody to just go with what I'm saying and bet that way when I think it's foolish to bet every single game every night. And so I don't want to talk about every game every night. I'm just saying our feeling of the game. Like I'm not. I don't. That's fine. Won't you be betting? You don't know what you don't know. Lunatic is out there that's taking our word that they're gonna pick a game, and then they'll say, "Well, Michael Jello told me to pick the Seattle." Yeah, I don't want to be in that position, but I <laughs> look. Obviously, I'm gonna be at Flyers Vancouver, and yeah. the Flyers. You know, Ristolainen is not playing. Like I said yesterday, I, you know, I felt like he wasn't gonna. Yeah, so true. now Sealer has filled in for Ristolainen. Uh, even though he's on the third pair. Justin Braun is on the second pair with Travis Sanheim. Of course, we're going to screw up all the pairings. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. You can't just <laughs> screw up one. you got to screw them all up. It's classic Vino. Sure. Yeah. And so they did send um, Jackson Cates down. So there's so much. I can't tell you. There hasn't been a game that I thought that was opening up for a team in the regular season that was more screwed up than this one. In the last couple of days, just all the players moving up and down and hurt and not. And I yeah. really have no feel for how the Flyers will do. But I got to tell you, the Canucks are probably, you know, biting, chomping at the bit. Yeah. Well, um, I, I know what game I'm probably going to watch the most, and that's Blackhawks-Devils. Because the Devils have been so hyped up this year that, oh, they're the dark horse. Uh, okay, I want to see that. I also want to see the Blackhawks. I mean, they – they uh, they got poleaxed by the by the avalanche. Not so really, four two. It was a close game. I mean, well, I mean, the, the score was not reflective of how one sided it was. They they got a couple goals late, but it was not a. Well, the first ten minutes was three nothing. You take away that, it was they won the game. I mean, it was like it was really it really was it really was not a one sided. It's like saying the Leafs won the second two period the, the the second and third period two nothing. But Ottawa scored three goals. 
I know, but to sit there and sit there, sit there and say that they dominated them is it's ridiculous. Right. That wasn't the case. Okay. Well, th that's just my opinion. Okay. So you you think Chicago is going to beat New Jersey tonight? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I, I, have just, no, I have no problem making my picks. And okay, not, cool. no, go ahead. I'm just saying. Do, I'm not, gonna, do not bet. Do not bet based on me unless you want to lose because that will be fine. <laughs> um, Chicago. I think Chicago does not beat New Jersey. I'm going to say New Jersey is going to win that game just because it's a home opener and I can see it over time. I, I think it's a, you know Chicago is a good team. They will they will be up there. But this is I think New Jersey tonight is going to come out with something to prove. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver Philly, I agree with Russ that this is such a hard game to feel because of the all the stuff that's gone on with the Flyers. Like this is the Flyers just not playing until tonight has been a disaster for them. They really needed to get a game in, but by now because they're just they're thinking too much, they're doing too many things. Um, but I think that they'll win tonight. I think they will find a way to win because that is typical of Philadelphia Flyers hockey is that when they, when things are just so chaotic, they tend to come out of it somehow. Anaheim, Minnesota. Minnesota will take apart Anaheim tonight because Anaheim, Anaheim won their first game, which was really good, uh, and they played incredibly well. But the Minnesota, this is their opener, and the Minnesota is gonna they're 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 reloaded for bear. So that's my you know you can do whatever you want to, no wagering, not expedition, whatever. I wash my hands a bit. I don't bet hockey. I don't think anyone should bet hockey. It's a ridiculous sport to gamble on. Um, but yeah, you know, some of our some of our sponsors are probably betting sites. So anyway, <laughs> remember, folks, without the buzz, it is just hockey. I'm so excited to be going to a game tonight. I will uh, talk to you later. I'll be tweeting from down in Philadelphia. Take care. Remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. Have fun. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.